From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. Friday, November 30th, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Church Home Global. Here's the thing about technology, okay? It can help us or hurt us. On our phones, we can be connected to anyone, anywhere, but how do you keep all the meaningful personal connections and tune out all the negative noise? Well, one way is with a new Church Home Global app. Church Home was started 25 years ago with the belief that church isn't so much about the place, but the people. That's the thinking behind their new Church Home Global app, where you can connect with people all around the world, have honest discussions, and create meaningful relationships all from your phone. Let's face it, getting to church at the same time every week isn't always realistic, and you do everything on your phone anyway. So with Church Home Global, you always have access to a positive space with a strong community of people. One of the things I like is a feature in the app called the Daily Spark, which is just a quick way to start your morning positively. So much more productive than getting sucked into a black hole on Instagram before you get out of bed. You can download the free Church Home Global app today and join Church Home's growing community. You can find the app by searching Church Home on the App Store or Google Play. It's spelled C-H-U-R-C-H-O-M-E or text RELEVANT to 555-888 for a direct download link. That's RELEVANT to 555 888 Church Home Global. Check it out. Well, like I said, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, where it's a little bit chilly. On the ones and twos, <laughs> our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Gainesville, Florida, sitting in for Jesse this week. Once again, welcome back, big cat Eddie Koffeltz. Chandler, can you turn my mic down just a touch before we get started? <laughs> <laughs> On the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, the tundra, uh, Tyler Huckabee. Hello to all my Christmas elves. And just on the street, <laughs> Christmas elf, author, speaker, podcaster, Annie F. Downs. Um, wait, cowgirl. No, you're a, uh, you're a Christmas elf this week. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. this season. Okay. Good morning, gents. There we Graduated. go. Sorry. I know. I, I, I've promotion. grown to so love that nickname that I really missed it, but I get it. It's a holiday we need, we need to do a mug in the store for the Christmas season that just says cowgirl extraordinaire. Oh, my gosh. I would oh, love it so late. much. We should do it. Where did that come from? I must have missed that. Cameron's brain. It literally just came from Cameron's brain. She travels. From time to time. And there was a span where every week she was in a different city. Uh-huh, and yeah. and this one particular week she was in San Antonio. And yes, they were true. like, oh, the rodeo. Oh. And then she was, we just got talking about cow, her. She was a cowgirl. And like yeah. it just never and it stuck. stuck. And I, and I love it so much. Because, yeah, when, because once you become away. a cowgirl, there's no going back. That's a <laughs> one way I wanted trip. to be. It's like Cameron tapped into my dream journal and named me such. <laughs> I yeah, did. Big Cat, Big Cat happened episode four or something. <laughs> and it's like still here. I mean, it just it's never gone. And you got to just love it. <laughs> People on Twitter all the time talk about my cowgirlness. Yeah. Eddie, you, your whole persona at the beginning of the show was your love for musical theater and in particular cats. Yeah. And it wasn't as much a persona as, as much as like I just needed to talk about that for a while. But I. I don't have anything left to say, but it's still definitely dormant. It's, it's in there. It's like a recessive gene that just comes up. Somebody had the audacity on Twitter the other day to ask me if I was into like um, acapella music. I'm like, you clearly don't know me. Obviously, I love it so much. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, he's like, he's like front row center like. at Pentatonix's Christmas tour every oh year. Oh, gosh. no, you can't. 
they're amazing. They're talented. I, do you remember? Wow. Interesting. Uh, it was five years. It would have been when you were here, Huckabee, when we were in the Winter Park Studios. Gunger mm-hmm. came through when they were still Christians, okay. and oh, they yeah. were um, they were performing, and it was Michael and Lisa and a cello player, and the cello okay. player was also a beatboxer. Like he played the cello and he beatboxed and he kind of did one band band stuff. And while they were here recording, it was Kenny from Pentatonix. And while they were here recording that America's Got Talent finale or it was airing, you know what I mean? And they like made the finals while he was in Orlando and he had to fly out. He had to leave the Gunger tour to go do the finals for that. And then Pentatonix blew up after that. Wow. So, oh, that's right. I forgot that was because I met him. I was there at yeah. the studio, but I never put together there. that that was him. That was him. That He's is in Pentatonix. And now you're front row center at his concerts. He is very talented. That day, he he's, stole the show. He's I mean, the beatboxer one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's really hard to, they all have a very distinct persona. There's like, there's like a uh, kind of like alt right looking alien guy. There's the <laughs> one who like, like Orlando Bloom <laughs> minus the wig in Lord of the Rings guy. There's the girl. And the girl. They follow the like boy band formula. You kind of yeah. you kind of get one of whatever you're looking for. It's easy to pick a favorite because everyone there's they all have a persona, and I get the impression that they're much weirder than they let on. I don't know why I'm coming out with pentatonic hot takes. I think yeah, about this yeah, band zero yeah, percent of my life, but now all of a sudden I'm talking like I've got this like deep state theory about how they come, they come back to mind every year when the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade happens because there they are again, and then yeah. you know now it's their season, the season of yeah. pentatonic. Speaking of the tundra, did you guys watch Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year? Is that like a yes. thing? Yeah, every, yeah. Every, yeah. every minute of it. Eddie, you watch every minute of it too. Don't you? I do. This year was less just because there was a lot happening. So it was sort of like the cleaning, cooking, watching. But yes, it's always on. It's always a part of the whole. World. So it yeah, was yeah. on. We turned it on. At, uh, we were in Cincinnati, at my wife's parents' house. And uh, I, I've, I've always enjoyed it. I watched it a lot. This year, I don't think I can remember a time where people looked as miserable yeah. In a parade, in any parade, as I or really on television, period, as I did watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day they Parade. So oh, everybody looked like because of the cold, which I know was like a record low for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Everybody looked like they wanted to be anywhere else in the world, right. and it increased my enjoyment of the parade tenfold. No, I feel like <laughs> you're a monster. Um, I feel like there have been rain parades that people have looked more miserable than a cold parade. Oh, no? interesting. Mm-hmm. But but it, all of this is pale in comparison to the story of that parade, which was Kelly Clarkson, who yeah. I've watched all the performances of that parade. Everybody is clearly lip syncing, and you kind of give them a pass because you're like. How does a rolling stage all of a sudden just come yeah, into they have live to. John sound? John Legend tweeted sure. about it. Right. But Kelly Clarkson and her band sang live and she was, I mean, she's very talented. She was unbelievable. And it was, she was so good. It sound record, sounded recorded, except you could tell she wasn't. And then it was like, oh my gosh, she is very, very good at her job. Very good at her job. That's the end she's of it. Incredibly talented. She's incredibly talented. Think, We're coming in strong. Sinking. Pentatonics and Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade hot yeah. takes right yeah. there at the beginning. My of the mom show. has never been as hooked into this podcast as she is right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. We got it. That's my boy. <laughs> Speaking of moms, you know, I mentioned on the John Christ episode like a week ago that that Joy Strang is a huge John Christ fan. You know, I told oh, him, yeah, that's right. and she's never come to our office, but she mm-hmm. because downtown is too far. 
but she's going to drive through downtown to go to a John Chris sure. show, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah, talked easy. about Joy Strang's love of John Chris and how it makes me insecure as a son. <laughs> and Chandler took it upon himself to tell her about this. No, I didn't. Uh, uh, I, I just mentioned that he was going to be on the show and that she would probably be talked about in advance. And Not then after it had been recorded, we're at Thanksgiving oh, dinner Yark. and she says to me, she's never read an issue of relevant. She's never listened to the show. She says to me at Thanksgiving, I listened to the podcast. I listened to the podcast. That's what she said. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah. and I'm going, Chandler, what did you take? Out? Like, what did you like? You're so, you took all that out. Right. And he's like, no, I didn't take anything out. Well, so, I mean, I took oh. things out. I didn't take that stuff out though, because John kept on calling back to it <laughs> as far as like how she wouldn't drive past downtown or, you know, that night downtown. at the John Chris show, John asked me how joy, how joy was enjoying herself, you know, and I was, I, it's very uncomfortable, but she, anyway, she, she had a great time. Hi, Tyler. That all came to mind because you said, you know, your mom will love this episode because of the pentatonics and Macy's. <laughs> well, we're just playing, we're just playing to a new demographic. Now right. all the moms are listening. <laughs> oh, your mom's, mom's, that's good. It's my, my mom has said that she feels like listening to the pop. My mom lives in, she lives in uh, Nebraska. And uh, so she has said she listens to the podcast she feels like she gets to like get a little window into my life and i'm like mom there's not a little window if we made if we made a lifelong listener out of joy string and i hope her one listen did i hope she's listening right now I I joy. hello welcome i think at one some point i'd love to do a mom's the of the, well, we're saying her name again so that yeah. means chandler's gonna tell her so we're probably she's probably gonna a listen to the relevant podcast roundtable we can maybe set that up for the live recording next week we can get all the moms on stage just tell embarrassing oh, stories you know and it'd be, i think you would have a great imagine? time with it can we just please have joy strang next week at this oh, live man. recording oh no it's downtown uh, she wouldn't come because yeah, that's she, where all the sinners are the sinners right. are downtown. john will be there and it'll be a bait no, and listen. switch there we go but chandler you invite her Chandler like still goes over for dinner and stuff. <laughs> She's never gone to one of his concerts uh, or his DJ well, sets. Neither, she, well, neither have I, but I still love Chandler. I don't think a lot of people have come to him. <laughs> I, um, two, two announcements. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talked to the founder of Tom's, Blake Mykoski, joins us. He, he was on Fallon uh, a week or so ago made a huge announcement um, and uh, we wanted to have him on the podcast to talk more about this new era and this new direction and kind of social activism that they're kicking off. It's uh, some exciting stuff and some big things that they're doing. So Blake McCoskey is coming up he's later. Such a, he's such a good dude. He really is. <laughs> he doesn't have, he doesn't have to be as good as he is. He's just like a really kind person. Good for him getting, you know, like half a billion dollars for a chunk of his Seriously. company and just traveling the right, world. Right. At this point, it's just because he wants to do good things. It's right. not because he's trying to like build the brand. In fact, the stuff that we're going to hear about in the interview today will likely like trouble some people. Like, and you know, there will be a certain. This is it's it's fiery what they're walking into, and so I I really respect him for he, he, taking. We a discussed. Uh, I, I I spoke with him. We discussed the divisive nature of what's coming up next, and, and I was real. I'm really impressed with the stand that he's taking here. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And also, like, uh, one other announcement. It's, you know, today's Friday. It's one week until the live relevant podcast Christmas Spectacular. Oh, I cannot wait. Presented by Bright I'm Peak. not ready. <laughs> it's one week. 
If you guys want to come, we will have a live studio audience, a small gathering of close friends, uh, and we will be live streaming next Friday's podcast. Uh, I think we're doing it at 3 p.m. Eastern if you want to catch the live feed. Uh, and then obviously it'll be posted like normal afterwards. But 3 p.m. December 7th, next Friday, uh, the Relevant Podcast Christmas Spectacular presented by Brightbeak. It is, it is going to wait. be ridiculous. I can just tell you that. I've seen the script. I know the plans and it is insane. So I know nothing. Yeah. I know nothing I about know, this. I know. This is what we were talking about. I love surprises and this is going to be like my dream experience. I cannot wait. But Tyler, uh, you hate them? I don't hate. I don't know. I don't hate them. I, I just hate don't surprises. know. Anything. You hate them. Eddie. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's like it's 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 not a marital vow that we've taken, but it's a pretty deep marital promise that like Brienne cannot surprise me. Like, I don't like it. I freak out of like, I don't want surprise parties and stuff like that. I just there's I find no joy in that. So I don't so like you get it. home at the end of a long day. It's your birthday. You're like, oh, I'm ready to kick back. Have a nice evening. Like celebrate the birthday with some with my wife and the kids. Door yeah. opens. There's everyone you've ever loved. You're like <laughs> I, the, the yeah. whole of me <laughs> right. and the other people. Yeah, all and, of them. And, uh, and we're all surprised. And you, and you do what? I publicly chastise my wife in front of everybody that we love. No. But then you let us in, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I kick everybody out and then yeah. walk in and then very quietly have the evening that I wanted. No, I, I, would, I, would, I would hang. But no, I, this scenario, I don't even have to think of it because Brienne would never do this to me. She just knows I am like such a grumpy uh, surpriser. But I see. But do you like being scared, Annie? No, I don't like being scared at all. I don't I don't want to be sad. I want to be I don't I don't want to be shocked and sad. I want to be shocked and happy. Nice surprises. I like yeah. nice surprises like at a Christmas spectacular where suddenly there's confetti or suddenly Santa or suddenly Cameron's giving us presents. I don't know. I just am just excited <laughs> that they're that Cameron has a whole rundown next Friday and I don't know any of it, but I just get to be there. I liked how you dropped. Suddenly, Cameron gives us presents. Like, that's yeah, a big like, great. And then suddenly, no, we no, all get new cars. Seeds, you guys. I'm just I don't know. Some I'm seeds just, over here. Just spitballing here, but, but then suddenly <laughs> we all get a facial. That's an extremely compelling part of any live show is when the cast hands out gifts to each other. <laughs> Should we do that? Just watch. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, because that is visual. Just gonna. Oh, neat! Annie's opening a present now. Fun. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) How how fun! We love the live show. (laughs) (laughs) There will be uh, a very special narrator. I can tell you that a very special narrator for the Christmas spectacular next week. There might be there might be sound effects. It's gonna be like an old timey radio show combined with a nineteen seventies Christmas special television Christmas special with special guests and songs and games. It's going to be oh a good time, and a lot of there going to be special guests too, besides narrators. I, I don't. I I'm not. A, I'm not at liberty to talk about oh the surprises, which means he just wrote down find some special guests. Yeah. <laughs> 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 my my one request for the show is that Calvin shows up. He shows up at all of these live things. He brings the whole show to a grinding halt, <laughs> and it is the moment that I appreciate more than anything. Have him bring a list, knowing that it's just going to fail. That's 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 just a gift for old big cat. The thing, the thing that the thing that that always happens is his his list. If you know, long time listeners know, Calvin was famous for his really terrible puns and his list. Oh. And you know, you say, "Oh, we should do a list because it's gonna be oh, yeah. so bad. It'll be like grown worthy. Yeah. It'll be so bad. It's good." But then he comes on. And it doesn't land at all. It's not that at they all. were so bad. No. It's just like, what was that? 
It's just, it, it's, right. It went from like a sticky punny to yeah. Andy Kaufman esque. Like I don't know how to be <laughs> in this right. moment. So right, right. But I will tell you a little behind the scenes. The last live show we did, I forget what it was, but I mean, it was like the six hundredth uh, episode. Sorry, yeah. it was my first live show. It was in the spring, and it was lovely. Well, I don't keep all t- dates and time in relation to you and your presence, but I, <laughs> w- I do know that you were there. We had breakfast together as a cast in the morning, and I got deodorant on my shirt, so right. I do remember it. Memories, good. Very, you have memories. Very stressed. That's a nice. That's a surprise. But yeah. I, uh, it's like ten minutes before the show, and I see Calvin over at his desk, and I'm like, "Hey, man, you ready to do this?" He's like, oh, "I really need some material for this list," and he was like nervous. I'm like, "You don't have anything." Nope, he didn't have he didn't have a thing, and I was like, "Well, this is going to go exactly as I hoped it would go." But yeah. this guy is sweating, sweating, sweating right now. I have a very clear memory of uh, of Cal- Calvin's a good guy, and I have a very clear memory of talking to him about these lists because I was like, uh, I think we had just tried a bit, and it, it hadn't it, it had as as Calvin's bits are wont to do, didn't go great. And, and I said, "Is that kind of?" I said, "Well, that was kind of hard." Like, I just said, so "I was trying to be nice, like uh, that, you know, you, you can't win them all." man um and, and he was and he was like tyler bad jokes are just wind in my sails wind in his sails yeah. like he thrives on like that just like has how he coasts it like it just fueled his tank so oh people gosh. are out there listening to jokes and not laughing at them where oh, it makes me want to crawl into an armadillo shell like i was that, about like, to say that is not fuel for me no 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 it doesn't work for me but he's but which is good for him because that means He's yeah, he's really found him. his calling. I'm too people pleasing to actually do one on my own. Like I can't do <laughs> exactly. it. I can't. Same, I same. need the affirmation. But he he can. One of my formative uh, comedy loves it was old Letterman who would do yeah. that too. If he had oh, a yeah. monologue joke that failed, he would keep pounding it yes. and right. drive it right. into the ground and call back the entire episode to this horrible failure of a joke to the point that then it resurrects itself like a rising phoenix and is hilarious by the end of the show. I love that. Like he made it so awkward that it yeah. ultimately became funny, you know? That's 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 the master's touch though. Yeah. That's yeah. not you, like yeah, people yeah. like you and me can't get away no. with that. <laughs> no. People like right. Calvin also probably can't get away with that. <laughs> but Letterman, but Letterman <laughs> is just like watching a ballet performance, the yeah. way he yeah. would bring back something that didn't work oh. and something about it on the second, third, fourth, fifth try made it just like solid gold. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's yeah. really I love funny. it. That was I mean, that was like 90s Letterman. I mean, that was just oh, such a great era all right well moving the show along it is time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment it's time for in case you missed it hey in case you missed it uh this week the trailer for disney's new cgi remake of the lion king you know went out everybody saw it oh, and it, in fact gosh. set a new record for disney the trailer is now the most watched trailer in a single day it debuted on thanksgiving uh and garnered a whopping 225 million views in its first 24 hours making it Disney's all-time trailer champ. That's unbelievable. It's crazy. That's so many people. Uh, The movie itself is a remake of, obviously, the 94, uh, 1994 classic and features a murderer's row of voice acting talent, including Donald Glover as Simba, Beyonce as Nala, 
Chiwetel Ojiofor as Scar, John Oliver as Zazu, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa, Billy Eichner as Timon, and James Earl Jones returning to Mufasa duty. I, I am I, so proud of them for not replacing James Earl Jones. Like you can same. definitely, definitely find other people to do a lot of those voices. It makes sense. It's progress, but James Earl Jones is like you can't mess right. with that. You got it right. <laughs> and when his voice came on in the trailer, like when you heard that everything yeah. the light touch, I remember it like the light touches my my spine shivered so hard i had to go to the hospital it was <laughs> it was like, it was like and, 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 and sadly that wasn't it wasn't because of the trailer is your crippling crippling scoliosis but oh it was my, it was yeah. my scoliosis it was yeah. the fact that i had eaten nothing but mashed potatoes for 48 yeah. hours yeah. that yeah. was a big part yeah. of it but yeah. it was but it was still a big moment yeah. it was, did anybody else get a little bit of a chuckle i have never and probably never will again See, see Billy Eichner's name announced as ploddingly and epically yeah. as I did in that show. Billy Eichner. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, the, right. the shouts on the street guy. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. Because he's super funny, but he is I like him. Uh, he really funny, just great guy. And he's like a classically trained actor. He's got real chops. Yeah, but yeah. It was really like next to Beyonce. I mean, yeah. I, w- I think he would agree yeah. with this point that it was just oh. a little bit crazy. That <laughs> We're he was not there. telling Billy, Billy on the street anything that he doesn't know already. No. And his shit can get a little tiresome yeah. to me. Like I like him for about five minutes, but the, yeah. but the 20 minute TV episode, I don't necessarily need. Right. Um, but when I heard Billy Eichner as Timon, I was like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah. I could see it working. Billy Eichner I'm just sorry Rogan. that Jonathan Taylor Thomas is gone. Because he was a real treat in that original Simba role. You're not as sorry as Jonathan Taylor Thomas, probably. Just sitting by his phone making, maybe like a cameo part? Right. Not a something. I don't normally like these these remakes of cartoons. Like, I haven't seen the new Pete's Dragon. I never saw the new uh, Jungle Book. I'm sure they're lovely. But this one, I mean, The Lion King is just the epic but i'm like story I, of our that's childhood. what i'm scared of i mean and, and obviously the yeah. 90s uh, totally. cartoon style animation style you know things have progressed a lot but like yeah. this everything's just so fake when these all cg movies that it's just like I, it almost like takes me out of the story i don't know i don't know really? I'm, I'm a little nervous it somehow works a little better with animation because it doesn't have to look real right so it just has to look like really good beautiful animation which the lion king does but this one i I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. going to see it right away. I, I didn't see the Jungle Book either, uh, Eddie, and uh, it's no. the same director. I was director. really medium on it. I was kind of lukewarm Jungle on Book it. it yeah, I, I heard everybody was kind of lukewarm on it, and then it, it's the same director, again, making me nervous. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know that... I don't know. And nothing in the trailer like squashed my concern you know what i mean yeah. and like cool. so like when you all saw beating the beast like my problem with beating the beast was that the beast was so computery looking and so that no has way. been my fear <laughs> no annie that was not your biggest problem your biggest problem with beauty and the beast and i hate to speak for you because i realize we've talked about this uh-huh. is that matthew from downton abbey matthew played the beast abbey. and we don't like his character Right. So, right. so I never saw we're going to do a hot take of uh, Downton Annie and Downton Eddie. I forgot, I forgot Downton Eddie and Downton Annie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's get the first episode. We're just going to cut this part out, move it into the new podcast. The episodes are actually embedded within this podcast. <laughs> right. So that's how you have to find it. You can subscribe to this podcast, but it's a very specific moment. Anyway. Yeah. I never saw Beauty and the Beast either. I'm like, I'll oh, forget about it. Hey, in case you missed it, uh, 27 church members were arrested uh, this week attempting to save a man from deportation. Uh, the members uh, were from Citywell United Methodist Church in Durham, North Carolina. 
And they were arrested while trying to stop the arrest of Samuel Oliver Bruno, an undocumented immigrant who's been living in the church basement for the last 11 months. He came to the U.S. from Mexico in hopes of finding better medical treatment for his wife, who has lupus. His temporary residency expired in November of last year, and he's been living in the Citywell basement ever since, caring for his wife while she recovers from a heart transplant. He was ordered to make an appearance at U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, and over 100 members of his church went with him in solidarity. When Oliver Bruno was tackled by plainclothes ICE officers, the church formed a human chain around the ICE van and sang Amazing Grace, refusing to move for nearly three hours until 27 of them were arrested, along with Oliver Bruno's son, who is American-born. Citywell Pastor Cleve May said, We told the police chief, we understand this is your job, but we need you to understand that as a matter of conviction, we cannot move, and you will have to arrest us. There you go. Man. As uh, it is a very interesting. I heard a uh, talk recently about, and it went through and it traced the lines of um, the intersection between the government and God and the prophets and how historically throughout scripture, one of the major roles of the church and the prophets and the people within the church have been to stand up to the government when they were abusing the power that uh, that that they have. And um, and they were standing up like on behalf of uh, on behalf of what they knew God was calling them to do. And it's crazy when you see this over and over again, that like the, the church's job is to act as an intermediary when the government has gone too far. And so when you see stuff like this happening in real time, it's like it doesn't seem rogue. It seems right. It seems like yeah. what the church should be doing to just protect the basic humanity. Um, I, I, it's very difficult to watch, but I'm very proud to hear of churches doing those kinds of things and being that brave. I remember a piece we did on Relevant. Uh, this has probably been six or seven months now that we, since we did our article on sanctuary churches in the U.S. Oh, yeah. and the resurgence of them, how quickly they've grown since uh, since there's been a crackdown on illegal immigration starting in uh, around 07 or 08, probably. And uh, that's just something that I find to be such an interesting sort of it's not a law that I sort of the government can't go inside a church to arrest undocumented immigrants. But it's just this very ancient sort of understood um, kind of guideline or agreement between the church and the state that if you make it inside a church and you claim sanctuary as an undocumented immigrant, then the state will respect those boundaries. And at least here in the U.S. so far, that that is not something that has been breached. So Mm -hmm. uh, hats off to all the churches who are doing that and uh, the churches who are willing to talk about it. And then going out is that this is obviously the extra mile and trying to actually block a nice van. Um, That's it's very encouraging because those aren't the stories you see Mm -hmm. about Christians in America very often. It's encouraging to me. Uh, And lastly, this is a very heavy uh uh, in case you missed it, I guess, you know, holiday week, you know, with the Lion King and all that. <laughs> uh, lastly, uh, Ellen Pompeo, uh, who the star uh, from Grey's Anatomy. What are um, you about to tell me? This week, she she ripped a magazine's diversity in the middle of their own panel. So it was yeah. a, a panel called The Big Television Debate. And she was on on the panel with Gina Rodriguez, Emma Roberts and Gabrielle Union. But um, Ellen uh, Pompeo, who's white, shut the house down when she ripped the event for a lack of racial diversity. The room fell silent for a moment as she said, as Caucasian people, it's our job. It's our task. It's our responsibility to make sure that we speak up in every single room we walk into. Here's a clip. Uh, This day has been incredible. 
and there's a ton of women in the room, but I don't see enough color. And I didn't see enough color when I walked in the room today. And uh, I had a meeting with a director of another uh, endorsement project that I'm doing. I said, you know, when I show up on set, I would like to see the crew look like the world that I walk around in every day. And I think it's up to all productions to make sure that your crew looks like the world we see. That's crazy. Good for them. I, I feel the same thing about churches. I mean, pastors like, hey, we need more diversity. Well, it's like, look on stage first, you know, like... I think Eddie is cooking up a Grey's Anatomy joke right now that we're just going to no, wait no, no, for no, no, it. No, we're no, just going to wait for no, it because no, I see no, it. Oh, no, you Grey. are. I see it. It's spinning. You're like a chef in a kitchen right now. Just go. No, no, no. It's but I, I was I this was her uh, like her comments. I loved them for two reasons. One was just the fact that she pointed out a great observation. I mean, she just said a thing that. I bet a lot of people there were like, huh, I didn't even think about that. And she saw it. But the other thing is the way that she articulated it, I think, was so helpful. It was like a lesson in how to have an incredibly challenging and hard conversation, not at all shy away from the truth, but bring a whole I mean, the the countless number of people have been affected by the way she was able to just very clearly and kindly articulate the point. And also my second favorite part, third favorite part of that is Gabrielle Union listening to her talk was just about to just explode. <laughs> she was so like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. She was so into it. I was like, I, I, I loved that. But if Union brings it up, if, if Gabrielle Union, who I like a lot, brings it up, then it's a very different conversation, a different conversation because, it's, right. because it's very accusatory, which isn't to say that black people shouldn't or can't do that, obviously. But I think Pompeo is right in bringing up how much it is should be the responsibility of white people to, and I think in a lot of cases we do have to sort of train yourselves to look for these uh, for a lack of racial representation, racial diversity in the spaces that you're in because it doesn't come naturally because you're raised to to not see, to not look for those things. So the fact that Ellen Pompeo was able to do that and to do it so articulately and so well was, I thought it was super cool and it didn't feel divisive when she, it didn't feel like a um, it, for such a divisive topic, uh, as divisive as it obviously can be, I thought it felt more like a, like you said, Eddie, kind of a teaching moment instead yeah. of a, a really accusatory moment. Because we're like a society that loves like those clapback moments where you just yeah. like burn, but but it wasn't <laughs> viewed as that. It was just a really, it, I think we all just learned something from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, Blake Mykoski joins us. Listening to Foster the People. The song is Worst Nights. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard all twins with the song Infinite Swim, which sounds exhausting to me. Blake Mykoski is best known as the founder of Tom's Shoes. He's the brains behind their one for one program that donates a pair of shoes for every pair sold. But his other endeavors include sunglasses, coffee, and authoring books. Blake's latest project is working to find a solution to gun violence in the U.S. He's explained that Tom's is expanding their giving model to include organizations that are seeking safe solutions to America's mass shooting epidemic. 
We caught up with Blake to talk about why this cause matters to him and why he's jumping in with both feet. Here's our conversation with Blake Mykoski. You've been doing Tom's for how many years has Tom's been now? It's been 12 years now. 12 years. And in that time, um, obviously the world's changed quite a bit, but Tom's mission has, has, would you say it's largely remained the same? It just has this kind of grown in scope. Yeah. I mean, we, since we started, we started day one with the simple idea and that is, you know, every time we would sell a pair of shoes, we'd give a pair away. Um, and the idea that, you know, um, that we could build a better tomorrow. Actually, the name Tom's comes from the word tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started, I said, okay, if we can sell a pair of shoes today, we'll give away a pair tomorrow. And these are shoes for a better tomorrow. And then we couldn't fit tomorrow's onto the tags. So we shortened <laughs> the name from tomorrow's to Tom's. So that's how the name, so it's always been about a better tomorrow. And we've expanded in other products. We do eyewear now. And when mm-hmm. you buy our eyewear, we pay for cataract surgeries and, and, and glasses. And we've done coffee where we invest in clean water systems and helping farmers get, you know, um, you know, better wages through direct trade with the farmers. So we've, we've continued to expand our model, um, always with this idea of using business to create a better tomorrow. And, you know, we've given 86 million shoes away so far, um, and hundreds of thousands of people sites and hundreds of thousands of, you know, water systems. And so, um, you know, so it's always been, that's kind of been our wheelhouse, but for the past couple of years, we've been talking about internally, like how do we evolve? Because there's so many issues of our time that we care about. We believe our audience cares about how can we make a difference on those? Like how can we be involved in those yeah. cultural conversations? And we've talked about it, but the truth of the matter is it's, it's, it's always like been, you know, caught up in, I, I just went for, you know, for lack of better words, kind of the bureaucracy of a big business now, you know, every, everyone's always afraid to act because we had something that was very clear and simple and easy. And so to, you know, change that or to act on something that is, you know, potentially perceived by some as risky or that it could be political or any of these yeah, things, sure. we've basically been on the sidelines for two years. And so after, you know, Thousand Oaks happened, which it's hard to believe, I think it was only, you know, 16, 17 days ago now. Isn't that wild? Um, you know, it's crazy how much my life has changed in 17 days. I mean, literally, I feel like I've never been on such a time warp in my life mm-hmm. because I can still remember that phone call from my wife. I mean, it was 15 minutes from our house. And, okay. you know, and, 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 and she called me and she said, look, like, I just don't feel safe anymore. She's like, I'm not taking our son to school today. Mm-hmm. I think we should homeschool him. And I was like, whoa, like, I, 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 we're not going to live in fear. Like th- that, that's them winning. If we're living in fear, now we're changing our son's education and, and, and potentially the trajectory of his life now because of, you know, these happenings, like this is just not right. And she said, you know, someone has to do something about it. And that's how we kind of ended the call. And she was saying that rhetorically, not like you need to do something about it. She was just like, someone has to do something. And, and I was sitting in the back of the Uber and, and, and literally just on my laptop. And I, and I just had this kind of, you know, I, I I would say now it was kind of a divine inspiration. It was like, I mean, it was just so clear to me that that someone was me and this was Tom's. And, and, and the whole reason I built this company was to make the world a better place. And here was an opportunity that I could, if I could convince everyone to join me internally, that externally we could align our our whole audience 
on something that, you know, that frankly, 90% of Americans are for, and that's universal mm-hmm. background checks. I mean, you know, it's, it, you know, I'm from Texas, you know, I have a lot of friends that are hunters, you know, gun owners that are responsible. Like that is not what this is about. What this is about is there's certain people, you know, domestic abusers, people with mental health records, people who are felons who are currently allowed to go buy guns and not have a background check. And, and that's just unacceptable because that's leading to a lot of gun violence and a lot of pain and suffering in our country. And, and we can do something about it. We can get that changed. I truly believe. And so, you know, we decided to lean into this. It made everyone very uncomfortable with the company. My partners, you know, my CEO, like, I mean, they, they, they personally were all for it. Everyone I talked to was like, Oh yeah. Like we, you know, this is, this is, this is outrageous. Mm -hmm. Like we, there's someone has to do something, but when, when the conversation became that someone being our business and especially right before holidays, that, that was very, very scary. And, and so, so yeah, so I spent the first six days of this journey, just trying to convince anyone who would listen to me internally that we have to do this. And I started winning people over one by one until eventually I got my partners and our CEO on board. And then once they were on board, then it was just like, okay, how do we, how do we do something really simple that every American can participate in? And that's mm-hmm. where we learn people that the postcards can be very, very effective because they basically overwhelm people's offices. Um, and, and they, you know, and so, you know, as, as our representatives are coming back in session, you know, we're going to overwhelm them with America's voices of saying, this is important to me. Um, and I believe if we do that, we can pass this in the house, we can have a victory. And most importantly, what I've realized is we can actually bring people together. Like this has been such a divisive time in our history. And we know that, you know, you know, just, you know when things are divisive, they can be very destructive. And if we can say like, look, we, we don't have to agree on everything, but we can agree that there is some sensible gun legislation that would keep everyone more safe. And no matter what your political beliefs are, this is, we believe, a human issue, and let's come together as humans to make our country safer. And if we do that, and we have victory, I believe that gives us the ability to look at other issues, even, that are that are human, that are that maybe they become politicized, but that's not how they should be because they're mm-hmm. things that we all agree on. And so that's what I'm now more excited than ever because I'm like, I think we're going to win this thing on the gun, on, on universal background checks. I mean, you know, we've got in the last um, seven days, we have 620,000 Americans that have gone to our website to send postcards. We've had hundreds of celebrities and public figures posting on their own, many of them gun owners themselves. Um, and so it's looking like it's going to really tip the next week or two. I think we're going to go from 600,000 postcards to millions of postcards. And, and so it's looking like it will work. But also the thing that is also starting to become evident is that people are yearning for something that brings us together. Do you think that because something that, that I think... Uh, it sounds like your wife was kind of getting at and, and that I know many people in this generation feel as they, they've seen so many of these mass shootings now. It starts to feel like change is impossible, that, that making a difference at that level just can't be done because we've seen exactly. movements and we've heard the calls and we've asked, we've, we've had the call for more background checks for bump stocks, regulation, whatever, and it's just never happened. So how do you, what do you think is happening yeah. this time with your campaign that's going to make a difference where so many other things have just stalled out? I mean, I think we've just found a way to organize people in a, in a modern way. You know, I think that, you know, it, I think that, 
you know, we've kind of brought together all the organizations working in Indian gun violence who are all amazing and doing great work. And we've brought together all the moms and the teenagers out there that are scared and doing lockdown drills at schools. And, and we've just, I think it's just, I don't know if it's us as much as just a moment in culture where it had gotten so bad and there had been several right in a row that people just said enough. Like, like, and so we're giving them an easy way to activate. It takes less than 30 seconds to send a postcard, but it's going to yeah. make a difference. And yeah. so I think that that's what we hit in terms of a nerve. And I think that's why Jimmy found when he heard about it, he's like, I want Blake to come on and I want him to, and I want to send the first postcard. I mean, that was his response. And mm-hmm. that's obviously what happened on the show. So I think, I think just culturally, I felt something in my gut and I didn't even know that it was shared by so many until we went live. Do you think that, because what you hear is that, like you said, is that it's a very divisive issue. There are people who want background checks, people who don't, people who want more gun control, people who just want more guns. Uh, But in your estimation, do you feel like that's sort of a a myth that there's actually more common ground, more unity out there? That's what it sounds like you're getting at, that maybe we've been led to believe it's divisive in ways that it's not. Well, I think there are parts, it's a complex issue, right? I think there are parts divisive. Mm-hmm. I think the basic um, thing that we're working on, universal background checks, is not divisive. All the research out there shows that 90% of Americans are for this. When 90% of, mm-hmm. of anyone's for this, then then it's not no longer divisive. I think where it gets divisive is when you start talking about gun control, something that we never talk about and that I would never say that we are for, because that is a whole mm-hmm. different issue. And then you go down a whole rabbit hole. And then I think it is very divisive. But like the way I look at it is this, you know, if, 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 if you can have changes, we've had many changes to laws and legislation through our country's history that make things more relevant in this time period. And that's what this is about. Like, this is common sense now. This is not and so that's why mm-hmm. I think when you get to connect with people on like a commonsensical level, like, look, we're not allowed to have bazookas. We're not allowed to have, you know, I mean, like there are certain things that we just think are, are, are you know, or you have to have a driver's license, right? And you have to get it renewed every five years. Right, you got to right, make yeah. sure that you have eyeglasses. Like if you want to buy a gun, you should have to have the equivalent of a driver's test, you know? I mean, it's kind of that simple. And like, and we're not, you're not saying that you need to have like, five, you know, years of training with, you know, gun arm safety or whatever. We're just saying like, look, like if you have a tracker, if you're a felon, you should not be able to get out of prison and the next day buy a gun. I mean, it's just, I think everyone can agree mm-hmm. on that. And that's what a universal background check stops. If you have a history, a record of being a domestic abuser, then you shouldn't be able to get a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just that simple. And then the third one is mental health. I mean, that's the issue that if you have a mental health track record, like, Getting a gun is not a good thing. And so that's all this is in terms of universal background checks focusing on. But the research shows that that greatly reduces gun violence. And so if we can just do that, that's how I think you stay away from the divisive nature and you focus on the the progress that we can make. And I think the problem is to your question of why have other things stalled is I think other people try to bite off too much. Hmm. I think we're, we're, we are focusing on the basic, simplest, most uh, inclusive gun legislation that will have the biggest impact the fastest. And we're not, and, and, and instead, and, that, and I don't think many people have focused on that in that way before.
That was Blake Mikoski. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Blake Mikoski. Seattle University School of Theology and Ministry is pleased to announce the introduction of a new academic degree program. The Master of Arts is a flexible program for students to have the freedom to research the intersection of religion and spirituality with other academic disciplines such as history, healthcare, psychology, social sciences, law, and more. Scholarships are available. Learn more about the MA and all of our other degrees by visiting Seattle U dot edu forward slash stm forward slash degrees you're listening to quad city djs and the 69 boys it's uh what you want for christmas this was literally my favorite christmas song in high school so there you go everybody there's your treat Okay, well, it's time for your feedback. Last week on Friday's episode, uh, we asked you for your craziest Black Friday stories. It was the Black Friday episode. Um, We wanted to know your craziest Black Friday experiences. We were talking about uh, young Chandler going to a Coles in in rural (laughs) Georgia at 5 a.m. to get a free elf hat. And uh, we wanted to know... (laughs) your more memorable Black Friday experiences. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and posted on the podcast episode page at RelevantMagazine.com. Here are a few of our favorites. Um, Eric Odom said he started his first ever job on a Black Friday. How awful in a retail store called Goodies. Have you guys been in Goodies in forever? (laughs) I don't even know if there is one in Nashville. That's how long it's been. We're talking about Sam Goodies, right? The old like CD, like like entertainment. I've like been there. Isn't Sam Goodies different than Goodies and Goodies like a a drugstore? No, oh, really good question. He just Eric. Now we need to know Eric Odom. He just said Goodies, and he said a retail store. But then he said the magic of Christmas season was immediately stripped away from him. <laughs> His first day on a job. I can't imagine starting your first job ever on Good Friday. I drove, Friday. I drove on by the sad, empty shell of my childhood Toys R Us yesterday. And oh. yeah. it was, I remember many of Black Friday experience. And but they're coming back. Did you hear that? They're not no, coming what? back as a full retailer. But apparently they have partnered with Kroger. And now inside every Kroger, uh, there's going to be like jeffrey's corner so there's going to be like a branded kiosks of like jeffrey the giraffe selling the hottest toys of the season in a kroger so 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 whole foods has their latest amazon tech in a kiosk right and 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 kroger has jeffrey's corner right Right. (laughs) so basically what's but that's kind of what's happening right that's what's happening to retail is like well everybody's going to still need to buy food we haven't quite figured that out yet we'll we'll just put a little we'll just Put a Toys R Us I mean, inside of a. It's like right, if you go right. to. I don't know if you've been to a Barnes and Noble lately, but the ground floor of the one by me, half of it is board games and toys. Now, I mean, it's oh, not. Yeah. yeah, it's not really. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. the The footprint for books is cut by half on the ground floor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my yeah. my 
my mom does not realize this and she gets the girls. My daughter is a, a gift card to Barnes and Noble every year thinking they're going to go and pick out a book. And they're immediately like, all right, what Barbie are we going to get? And they do. They <laughs> just get a Barbie every year. I don't have the heart to tell my mom, like, I know you wanted to get Juno B. Jones, but it's Barbie. Uh, Jason Mears has a story here about uh, he said he once had a job working at the Best Buy warehouse and on Black Friday, uh, he was giving TVs to customers who had brought them in the store. Uh, one guy who he happened to know drove around to pick up his TV. He was in a small four-door car with three friends, and they'd purchased a 60-inch TV and wanted to take it home. Oh, no. Told them there was no way it would fit, but they proceeded to take it out of the box and slid it into the back seat <sighs> with a full foot of the TV hanging out the back oh, my door. Would you guys do that? That's crazy. In college, I would have. Don't you feel like you could Maybe, just do... Yeah, you kind of feel invincible. Yeah, yeah and you're and just you're so yeah. dumb. You have an aura of invincibility around you that just right. protects your televisions, too. I probably yeah. would have if I was... Now it's like I would have like TV. put it on the roof and everybody just hold it out the window, you know. Like we got four of us, Every, that's like four, four arms. Yeah, everybody's yeah. got one four paw clamps. on it. Yeah, yeah, four clamps. <laughs> it's a TV too. It's not like it's a piece of furniture. Like those things aren't built to take a lot of super hard. But I don't know. I hope right. these guys made it home all right. They're sixty-inch TVs. <laughs> the right. South comes out in Annie in funny ways, but the what fact that she used the word paw instead of hand <laughs> there is it's like little tiny things that just trickle through. And you're like. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying that? <laughs> I love it. It's so endearing, but my goodness, what a weirdo. <laughs> Such a weirdo. Right. I know. Sorry. A lot of, lot of comments about oh, that nat funny. line, Annie. There yes, was, you right. really hit, hit a nerve. Our friend D Merricks was talking about it. A lot of people the, the, just, uh, the, the, there I, is a nat line and, uh, it's a real I, thing. And then, and then ads hit a nerve. They, they, yeah. when they swarm you, they hit a yeah. nerve. When they I get just in felt deep real enough. justified that I knew something that I hadn't made up in my head. Cause sometimes when I say things here, I think that's true. Right. Did I make that up? No. And all, and all of a sudden I questioned my entire upbringing, but luckily <laughs> I was very right about the Nat line. I even sent maybe I can't remember. I texted one of you an article about it. Was it you Chandler? I think I sent it yep. to you. Yep. The, the, isn't it moving yep. or like the, the Nat line is real, but then there's now a new line of another bug yes. like further yes, north it's moving. It's, it's um, what's it called? Climate change it's causing uh-huh. the nat line to move uh, way to take a political a stand yeah, a <laughs> right it's about time i came in with a hot political take and it's going to be about yeah. nats and making georgia <laughs> i do want to point out this doesn't have anything to do with the question of the week but this is interesting scott adams uh commented he said not feedback just to let you know chili's is stealing your swag ideas yeah, he it. says which sounded like uh, I, I think he's right i'm on their email list because why not i do want to know the story there scott their cyber monday has swag items big and bold is a shirt designed with I feel God in this Chili's tonight. Yep. Yeah, but that's a which meme, sounds though. like something we would have come up with, except for I don't think we can get away with the putting Chili's on a relevant I, branded T-shirt. Isn't that an old office? Yeah, well, yeah, you, it's an office you, reference. You haven't been to our store because we do have a shirt and a mug that says "I feel God in this Chili's tonight," um, and and then it says it says hashtag Pam, and then smaller underneath it also Chandler. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. great, love it. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that they had done like, like retro Chili's logos because I'd definitely have bought something if that were the case. But it was all kind of like, you know. Hey, like you're, the, your card you're cool is good and for hip, Chili's. kids. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, you I wonder if, you're, if your card is good for Chili swag, Chandler. Have yeah, you wondered? I bet, I bet so. Uh, probably not. I would think it is. It's Chili's bucks. And Why would yeah. you say probably yeah, not? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Good, good I think if you're trying out. to transact <laughs> something certain... at Chili's.com, yeah, you yeah. can use a gift card. 
That's true. That's a great point. Yeah, probably probably right. Oh wow. Anyway, there was there there was nothing uh, nothing that caught my. I eye. think we're all going to be getting like Chili's gifts from Chandler this year for Christmas. <laughs> now that I've informed him, he doesn't have to spend Don't his own money. Don't ruin the surprise. Don't ruin the surprise, Chandler. If you give me a Chili's gift, I'm still going to be really surprised. Okay, good. <laughs> Even if you open it and it's just he wrapped a quesadilla to go. If it's just his leftover quesadilla. Like, here you go. Put the block on the side. I'll still be surprised. He gets, he gets six boneless <laughs> wings, and we each get one individually. <laughs> Did any of y'all go shopping on Black Friday? What'd you end up doing? I did. You did? What'd you yep. buy, Chandler? I got a pressure cooker and some, oh. like the type of Tupperware that you push the button and it pressure seals it. Oh, yeah, wow. like an Instapot? How domestic uh, of yeah, you. Yeah, it was just, yeah, kitchen stuff. But uh, Was it an Instapot or was it a pressure cooker? I think it was an Instapot, yeah. Which is a pressure cooker. It's like a specific type. I went. I went and got a. I went and got a tattoo on Black Friday. That really? was my Black Friday extravaganza. What? Was there like What'd a deal get? or something? There, there, no, nice no. joke. I just had it scheduled for for oh. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe I'd get a little deal out of it, but no. But what I did have this was I needed somebody's take on this one. On Black Friday, I went and I was just laying there, you know, getting the tattoo from the guy, and he's a chatty guy. And uh, somehow it came up that I was that I was uh, Christian. And he was like, oh, that's interesting. Me and my wife just became Christians and we have a lot of questions about what we have to do now. The thing that your youth pastor my he prepared me for for like six years like getting getting me ready like this moment's gonna come someone's gonna ask you and you got to be ready with an answer and i was like and you're always like yeah right no one's gonna ask me about how to be and then here i am face down and uh and he's like asking questions where was your tattoo exactly it's just it's on the back of my arm it's on like the back so i had to like so for him to have the best like angle on that and what? so it's not as bad as talking to the dentist where your mouth is wide open or anything like that but it's still you're talking the needle gun is loud and uh so i'm trying to shout like these theological like some doc answers doctrinal questions from the tattoo and i think we we ended up after the tattoo was wrapped up we went out and and uh went to this little like restaurant down the road and got ourselves a snack and really? you went the and conversation got a, such going. a sweet story you went and got that's a, really cool can you tell me one question that he asked uh, um yes so his he wanted to know about uh his big question was about like horror <laughs> this sound, sounds about right like horror movies and like death metal and stuff that some people in his new church had kind of like frowned upon his like whether or not he could still enjoy these things and have them in his household as a as a he'd become a Catholic. And so we talked a lot about those and like the true. He had a lot of like very interesting thoughts about all of them. Uh, and I did my best to. This is such to, a great story. To assuage those. What made he, him become a Christian? What happened? Uh, he said, try, he said trial and error. He had like tried a few other religions <laughs> and none of them really seemed to work, but he, <laughs> then he a, met this priest, his new, his, his, uh, priest and he had provide, he was really like struck. He and his wife were both really struck by the idea of the atonement. Uh, and he thought that was really fascinating. So, uh, that was about, uh, six months ago. He's like, all Man, right, that's Tyler. really cool. Tyler, yeah, your, cool. your, uh, your God is dead tattoo is all finished. You want to go talk some more about this at a coffee shop? I'd love to. Wow, Tyler, what an, what an, I, what an I've never had that kind of experience. That's crazy. Just, I hadn't either. Yeah. I think that 
I think that is like I'm kind of blown away at how special that is that you got to be oh, there for great. that. It was really, it was, it was really cool. He was a really nice guy. We traded back. A, we swapped a few emails since then, just about not necessarily about face. You're discipling just, him, is what you're saying. Now you're yeah, discipling so your tattoo So artist. now I have, uh, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> he's a special guest. I'm bringing him on right now because Eddie, frankly, I don't know the answers to any of these questions. Yeah, I need yeah. some. I need to call in. Uh, right, teams. phone a friend. Get a phone Chandler. A friend. Chandler will be very helpful. <laughs> well, I, you're a very good guy to do that. I've, it's very. Uh, that was probably a very safe moment for him. Anyway. Oh, how about that? All right. Well, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Okay. Well, as you know, next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern is the live edition of the Relevant Podcast, the Relevant Podcast Christmas Spectacular presented by Bright Peak. Uh, we've kept successfully kept everybody in the dark about what we have planned for the show, including we all thought, of us. We thought, <laughs> we thought for this week's question of the week, we want to know what do you want to see in our Christmas spectacular? Maybe we can make some of your Christmas dreams come true. Wait, and I'm not going to read any of them because I just want to be surprised. So I'm not going to read any of them. So feedback. <laughs> and I'm going to prime the pump here and give an idea just so that we all have oh, a good uh, number one, just some real frank questions about faith with Tyler. Just, so we just sit there. Hey, man, I am. Um, how do you reconcile tragedy? Like, where was God in that, Tyler? And then just make him answer. And I'm just flip, I'm just. I'm, I'll bring my copy of Grudem's Systematic Theology up. I'm just flipping through the concordant. Like, oh, hang on, hang on. I got this somewhere here. Hold on a second. Let me flip through. Yeah, I do think angels are real. Yeah, um, that'll be. Y'all great can female. mock him, but I'm going to ask Tyler so many more questions about that afterwards because I think that may be my favorite story I've heard in a long time. Oh, yeah. All right, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your longer, more elaborate suggestions for the live show uh, on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Well, many thanks to Blake Mikoski for joining us. Uh, go check out what they're doing at Tom's. It's an amazing new initiative and new era for them. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Blake Mikoski or go check out Tom's website. And also thanks to Church Home for making the episode possible. Make sure to go check out their Church Home global app. You can search for it in the App Store or you can text RELEVANT to 555-888 to get a direct download link. Go check it out. Hey, don't forget right now, uh, Christmas season is upon us and good deals are happening over at the Relevant store. We're doing a special discount for Relevant podcast fans. Right now, you can get 25% off your entire order and get free shipping all week long, all weeks are week. So it's ending very, very soon. Just use the code podcast Friday. We started on black Friday and we're running it all week for relevant podcast fans. So go do that now. 25% off and free shipping at relevant store by using promo code podcast Friday. Hey, if you want to give the gift of relevant uh, as a Christmas gift, we have a great deal going on uh, for that as well. You can uh, give a gift subscription at relevantmagazine.com slash give. If you want to get a good deal, which during Cyber Week, I always buy stuff for myself. Um, you can subscribe as well. You get your first <laughs> issue for free. Just, just like, another do we just little, let it go? Or do just we... Just a little insight. Do we she said, you're there in the store. Or do we just go, well, like, of course there, that's true. You're there in the store and it's half off. And so yeah. like, I get one for you and I get one for me. Everybody wins. And it's like the same price. Do they? Yeah. Does everybody... Annie does your says, soul says, win? But let's just review the show. Annie mm-hmm. says paw. 
People talk to Tyler about Jesus and Cameron's buying gifts for himself. Like, I feel like we're kind of getting a real look at it. And you know nothing about me. So right. I feel like we, we, I feel like we Successful all understand. Show. Successful yeah, show. live look at us. This is us. Uh, uh, right now, you can subscribe to Relevant. You'll get your first issue for free. And when you subscribe, you'll also get a 20% off coupon to the Relevant store by going to relevantmagazine.com slash cyberweek. Again, that's ending very soon. Hey, thanks. If you like the show, uh, go over to iTunes and rate it and uh, leave uh, leave a review. There's you guys have been uh, leaving some funny ones. Uh, all five stars is good. Uh, Chuckler0987 said uh, the headline Yikes. is NSFW in the best way. I uh, said uh, people look at you in disgust when you burst out laughing in the cubicle all by yourself. While you may get the stink eye from your coworkers, this podcast is worth listening to. Anywhere, anytime. Thanks a lot, Chuckler. Most people looking for NSFW in the best way are not thinking they're going to yeah. find what we have to offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and th- hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for rating it. Thanks for reviewing the show. We appreciate it. It helps other people find it as well. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron String. I'm Chandler String. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Annie F. Downs. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. and while you're there browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store make sure to subscribe to relevant magazine info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe Podcast Network.